Hey, morning, Brandon. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to One More Thing, the bonus podcast episode from My Seminary Life, where we go a little bit deeper into our current conversation. Right now, we're doing. I'm doing a class on ministry administration, which is all about how to efficiently and effectively do ministry. And a word that gets tossed around a lot when you start talking about efficiency in ministry is the word professionalism. It's a big word, and some people don't really like that word. And I wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to have friend, pastor, boss, in that order, Scott Irwin here to talk about it. Scott is, well, what is your, I don't even know. I'm your intern, and I don't even know what your job title is. Uh, you know what? It's changed, but it's pastor of students and uh, and community life. But apparently, I'm the most professional person you know. That's what I'm taking out of this. I mean, you kind of are. <laughs> I don't. You must not know everyone, very many people then. <laughs> I must not. No, everyone else is either slobs or I don't have any very many friends. I don't know. But <laughs> but the reason the reason why I did want to have you on here is because um, you do have much more ministry experience than I do. And you have a lot of ministry experience in big churches. You know, our home church is a multi-site campus church. I believe in your previous experiences, you've also come from pretty big churches as well, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Larger churches. Yeah. So you've, you've been in environments with big budgets. You've been in environments where, you know, you have to do a lot of tech stuff with a behind the scenes for a Sunday morning service. So that's why I wanted to have you here today and we'll see how it goes. I don't expect you to have all the answers, but you know, <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad we got low stakes here. <laughs> okay, cool. Low stakes. So just to start things off, I, uh, you know, we're before we even start tossing this word around more, what would you say is professionalism? Like what does that word mean? Yeah, I, I saw you send this question over and, and I'd love to hear from you too. And I was thinking, okay, in, in a, maybe a ministry context, what does professionalism mean? And I think a lot of what it has to do is meeting the expectations of, of people that you're serving. And maybe there's two parts to that. There's, there's kind of like a, a skill side to professionalism where people expect you to be able to perform certain skills to certain standards. Um, but then the other side of that, people expect you to act or behave or like comport yourself in a certain way and to a certain standard. Um, so I, I don't know, I guess if I had to define professionalism, it, it would probably be having skills and the, um, you know, maybe behavior of somebody who matches the expectations of the people you're serving. Okay. Yeah. When, when I think of this word, my mind usually goes more towards that first part, the skills part. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of professionalism, or at least a lot of the easy ways to look at it is you can, like I said, manage a budget well, or you can, you know, you have the skills to run the soundboard or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're right. There is a level of 
professionalism is required when it comes to how you conduct yourself, how you appear, or how you, you know, your personal life as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and ministry is so, um, it's such a public, a public job. I think that that's a big part of, of professionalism. Yeah. How, what you wear, how you write an email, how you yeah. speak to people on a Sunday morning. Like those are all, that's professionalism at work. Yes. Yeah. I think absolutely. Absolutely. So then in your ministry experience, you work primarily with youth. And mm-hmm. um, so you've got some other responsibilities around our campus as well, but maybe specifically looking at youth ministry, what are some examples of professionalism in action? Yeah. Are you thinking like more the skill side of it or more the like expected, um, you know, behavior side of it? Let, let's do both. Let's start with the expected skill set part. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think for, for my job and it's broken in a couple parts, but we could talk student ministry um, or we could talk like guest connection as well. Okay. But, you know, you work with, volunteers and i think um <laughs> students don't really care how professional you are you know and True. they uh, which they don't they don't see you as being a professional necessarily um and i think there are things in student ministry like the way you um talk to students or even the context in which you talk to students um there's a level of professionalism you know lines mm. not to cross but i think a lot of times you're working in a larger church, there is a level of skill standard that you have to hit. And so people are expecting you to be able to teach well and to be engaging, you know, every time you go up on stage. Um, I think people also expect you to be accessible and responsive. So I think with um, like leaders or first time guests, when they email you or they reach out to um the church, they expect you to respond pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, we live in such a, an immediate culture. Uh, people expect immediate responses. Um, and that, that doesn't always happen, but, you know, you shouldn't be leaving people dangling for three, four, five days, um, especially sure. if it's, you know, if it's a significant issue that, that they're having. Um, so, yeah, I think just trying to make people feel like they are important. Um, You know, I think that is one way to make sure you are achieving professionalism, at least in in my role, is to help each individual person feel like they are important and that they're being heard, that they're being seen, you know, both students and volunteers and and first-time guests. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you, you are right. When it comes to youth ministry, it it's different. I guess professionalism then would, you could say to some degree, is on a sliding scale. Because, you know, mm-hmm. now I, we're not going to roll into Verge on Wednesday nights, like in three-piece suits and, yeah. ex, you know, have these long expository sermons. Like, we're going to go up there. And what did we do this past week? We had the baby food roulette game of like, yeah. all right. Yeah. You have to eat some gross baby food now. Ha ha. Like, but you're right there. Sometimes when it comes to youth ministry, like professional professionalism looks like 
you know, knowing when to have a certain conversation with somebody and, you know, who is present in that conversation? Is it done Mm -hmm. in person? Is it done over text? Like communication and communication is another big one of, you know, don't leave someone dangling in an email for a week or whatever. I'm really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, even as you're talking, I, one thing that I think comes up often and that I appreciate when somebody else handles this quickly is, is dealing with problems in a, um, in a timely manner. You know, if there are issues in the ministry, either, you know, personal or technical dealing with them quickly, um, I think is one example of, of professionalism that people really respond to and really appreciate. That's true. And that's like the sucky part as well. It's a lot of, it's a lot of management and it's a lot of dealing with issues or trying to prevent issues before they can happen. Yeah. In the context, you also brought up your in charge or your ministry field also of guest connections. So what are some, what is different between guest connections and working with youth directly? (laughs) Yeah. You know, working with youth, a lot of times you are um, you are bought into their lives. You're very connected. You know these students very well. Um, obviously, with first-time guests or guest connection at the church, um, people are, you don't know this person, and you don't know their background. You don't know what their expectations are. You don't know, um, you know, where they're coming from, even spiritually. And so with that, especially if you haven't met these people, if they just kind of drop their email, um, there is a level, I think a higher level of maybe professionalism required with, um, you know, and they're, they're entrusting you with their contact information. And so you need to be, um, you need to be ready and willing to reach out and to answer questions that they would have. Um, But yeah, looks, yeah, looks very different, but you know, in the same heartbeat, you're just trying to make people feel important and seen Hmm. uh, students and first-time guests. So that's interesting that um, this area of ministry, this professionalism thing, it, you seem to at least, and I would be interested in having conversations with other people to see if this comes up, but you keep coming back to this idea of it helps people feel seen. You're not just Mm -hmm. like, meeting an expectation of, oh, he can teach well, but there's a relational level to this as well of it helps you value another person as well. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think in in our context, at least, you know, I would, I'm thinking about other contexts, maybe in ministry or maybe just in uh, any kind of job i'm sure there are expectations that people would have where it doesn't matter if i feel seen or not i just want this person to to do their job and to do it well but mm-hmm. i think specifically in ministry you know with discipleship being entirely relational mm-hmm. um yeah there is there is a need for a pastor to make sure that people see you know feel seen and feel wanted and feel important yeah and i think I agree with you, but I think that is also changing even in the average workplace. I know coming from Mm. the retail world, I don't want this to get all off track into stuff with that, with my retail career. But 
in recent history, when we had a managerial change, there was a big issue because our new, this newest manager, he did not have as high of a value relationships as our previous manager did. And that has, that did cause a lot of issues with our staff. So I think maybe this is a a generational change as well of people are starting to value more of, I am a person I want to be seen and heard. Mm. Yeah. It very well could be. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure Barna will have a study at some point. Yeah. (laughs) So in in church ministry or in, in Christian culture in general, I should say, there are some people who have a high value on professionalism to an idol standpoint. You know, some people mm-hmm. see it as the end all be all. And th- while on the other side of the coin, there are people who find this to be a, you know, professionalism is very negative. It's a negative mm-hmm. thing. It is hurting the church it is making it maybe less relational it's becoming more of a corporation or you know words like this are tossed around why do you think people have this mentality towards professionalism in the church why do they see it as a bad thing yeah and i think it just depends on individual experiences with church and pastors but you know i think as oftentimes as a church scales um there's a requirement to meet a certain level of excellence um and a certain level of excellence in programming requires more time more people and more distance from the congregation and so often what you find is the larger church the more distant a pastor is and sure and then people oftentimes equate that distance with professionalism like oh he's distant he's in his office he has meetings and he studies and so he's he's a professional um and so i think it really comes back to how you're defining the idea of professionalism but i think that we can sacrifice relationships you know on on the altar of of excellence and on the altar of programming and really miss what we're supposed to be doing here. And that's being uh, intentionally in the lives of, of our flock. Um, and so people can really feel like they're not important if the pastors that are serving them are professionally distant. Um, professionally distant. I like that. You know, one of the, one of the reasons this idea to do this episode came to mind for me is because we had an, idle conversation once at our favorite place to work Panera on. Mm -hmm. I had just started reading the book brothers. We are not professionals by John Piper. Mm -hmm. And I had just started reading it. You said that's a book that had been on your list for a while. And what is interesting about that book is that right off the bat as like very first sentence of the very first chapter, Piper says professionalism is killing the church. And Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of John Piper. I think when he's off, he's cold. And when he's on, he is really on. And I have really enjoyed this book so far, but it is now that I'm several chapters into this book, I'm a slow reader. Now that I'm several chapters into this book, I'm seeing that it is a bit of a hot take right off the bat. But what Piper is really building out here in this book is 
what you're saying, Scott, of don't be professionally distant. I like what mm-hmm. you said there. It's trying to realign a pastor's thinking of what are the main, keep the main things, the main things of your time in prayer, your time mm-hmm. studying, proclaiming the true gospel and being relational with people like those things, those don't get sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you have said before, it's one of the things you like saying it's the, sometimes we sacrifice the great things on for the good or something Mm -hmm. like that. You're more. Well, I, I didn't make that one up, but yeah, sacrificing great on the altar of good. That's it. Sacrificing something great, like being relational, like not leaving someone hanging in an email, like making sure you're teaching the gospel clearly mm-hmm. on the altar of good of you have the skill set to, I don't know, run the soundboard or whatever. yeah, 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 which is the skill set we're still working on. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> it's always working on. Uh, one last question before we start drawing this episode to a close here. Yeah. I think another reason why people may see professionalism as a negative thing in the church is because, you know, part of it, as we keep coming back to is this skill set thing. You know, you, you Mm -hmm. can do these different things. You can design a post, you can send an email, you can do this, that, and the other thing. Where is, where is the line between professionalism Mm -hmm. and prayer and relying on the spirit? Because I think that's another issue people have is that they see it as, well, you're not trusting the spirit. You're not praying. You're, you're relying on your own skill set. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think, you know, in the context of this conversation, talking about, okay, how are we professional in the skills that are required to minister to people um, as pastors and it, you know, if, if that's the if that's the case, if we're like trying to achieve excellence in the skills that are required for pastoring, then professionalism, you know, does involve, hey, we have an excellent prayer life or are pursuing an excellent prayer life or, you know, are walking in the spirit day by day. And so I, I don't know if there isn't so much of a balance. It's maybe just like a a misallocation of, of what we think we ought to be professional in, you know, I need to be professional in the, the graphics that I put online or, you know, I need to be professional in, um, you, you know, the games that I come up with uh, for youth ministry. Um, but at the end of the day, what are, what are the things that we are called to in scripture and that is equipping saints for the work of the ministry? That's um, time in prayer, time in the word and, uh, and being with people Um so as we pursue professionalism, we just need to make sure we're pursuing the right, the right priorities of what it means to be a professional pastor, right? Sure, sure. Again, kind of going back to what Piper is writing here of what are, what are you valuing? So it's not so much a one or the other. Either you can be very professional or you can pray yeah. on, on the spirit. You would see it a little bit more as, and I, I would agree with this, that it's a little bit more of professionalism drives you to be excellent in your prayer, to value prayer time, to uh, 
you know, abide in Jesus, to walk mm-hmm. in the spirit, like those are motivators to get you into those positions should be yes. motivators. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I know you got a busy weekend ahead of you, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Thanks for being willing to come do this, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Brandon, and I appreciate the conversation too. I was just talking with uh, with somebody about, so I've got a funeral tonight, and um, we were just talking about what to wear, and there's a measure of professionalism and what you wear to a funeral, so taking yeah. some of the stuff uh, immediately in, in a few hours. <laughs> oh, good, and hopefully to those of you listening, this has maybe encouraged you to see this uh, see this world of professionalism maybe differently, differently or, or to have a higher value for it in your own ministry life as well. Uh, If you're checking out the show for the first time, thanks. Appreciate it. You can catch new episodes every Saturday morning of our regular scheduled show. And you can find My Seminary Life on Facebook and Instagram at My Seminary Life Pod. And before we get out of here, Scott, I always suggest a random question they're not prepared for. Yeah, Um, so, but it's always a, it's always a softball question. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a big audiobook listener person. So, yeah. you know, I'm curious, what are you listening to right now? I am listening to uh, Death on the Nile by Agatha Christie, actually right now. A uh, little outside the normal books that I read, but I saw the movie was coming out and I thought, hey, I should read that book first. And I didn't have time to read it. So I was like, I'll listen to it. <laughs> nice. And Is it's it okay. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's it's a good old school mystery, but things are heating up right now. So it's been pretty oh, good. Boy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I uh I use Google Play Books. Yeah. And I discovered a whole catalog of free audiobooks that they have of classic literature. So I think Oh nice. Here here starting next month when I need to be more hands free with Cooper, I'm gonna probably start cranking some of these out. So audiobooks are the best. Love yeah. Audiobooks. <laughs> I do. I do too. All right, man. Well, thanks again for being here. Thank you all for listening. And remember, keep on studying. <laughs>